0: Log Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Take Two Radio. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening.
2: Welcome to KQ Radio. Soap. I am taking the mantle today. I am Anthony, and we are sending some well wishes and some prayers out to David. who's taking care of a few things. Medically speaking, hopefully all will be well, and he'll be back with us in, well, two weeks is Christmas, so I guess in January. Um, but Candace is here.
0: Hola. Yeah, I was,
2: it took us away, I said, oh, wait a minute, did we lose, Candace? And Diddy is here. <laughs>
3: hey, what's going on, everybody?
2: And if you are joining us because you saw our postings, you know that in a few minutes we will be joined by Leon Aker and his shoe. He's been here before, and he will be discussing his second memoir with us, as well as, you know, some fun, Leon always goes in crazy places, and we don't mind going there with him. Very we, Candace.
1: Nope. I got some <laughs> questions
0: for you. I got some
1: questions. I got I I could uh, be like this. Like, why are you asking me this, It's like Because I can
2: Benny, <laughs> <laughs> did you do your homework? Um, I did some I did homework. some
3: homework. I did some homework, yes I did. Um, but honestly
2: I'm here to listen and learn about our guest. Well, you can only throw in a question about um, <laughs> uh, Susan Olsen, aka Cindy Brady. Uh, they have quite a little history. And it's uh, to hear
0: Leon speak, uh, <laughs> let me
1: let me go ahead and interrupt you guys because Leon is here,
0: and I'm signing Yay! off. Leon,
1: Leon, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to stay. My back is out. So. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm, you got to stick with the crew again. Sorry about that. No. Throw me to the wolves.
4: All right. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Back oh, the you. worst. It is. Thank you. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have fun.
2: Feel better. All right. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to T2 Radio Soaps. How you been, Leon? How you been? I've been good.
4: I, I'm in the middle of a move. What? So,
0: oh, yeah,
4: interesting. Yeah. We're moving on December 23rd, so I'm sitting here surrounded by boxes. My cat's walking around like, what are you guys doing? Wait, you're going Merry before Christmas? Christmas. To
1: you. Yeah, I was going to well, say, you're going before
4: Christmas? Well, our current lease, where we are now, ends January 1st. But yeah. I, we, Lawrence is in a hospitality business, so he's crazy until yeah. Christmas, and then it stops. And I right. have a few days off around Christmas, too. So we thought, well, let's take advantage of that time off.
0: That
2: so. makes sense. So the last time we spoke to you, um, you had memoir number one out, um and it was flying off the virtual and the hardback shelves. Um, it, it was an incredible read. So let's let's start from there. Um when you look back, you know, I know when we spoke here and you and I did a separate podcast, you really didn't expect the um the accolades that you got and, and for it to be as as popular as it was. So, you know, with with time and space and, and we'll get into celebrity in a little while, um, but with time and space, tell us about that time. What you know, what did it feel like watching you know, watching the numbers rise and, and so many people really diving into your book and loving the stories? Oh, wow. It was um,
4: it was amazing. Really, I mean, it was just, it was, because uh, all while I was writing it, I mean, there was a voice in my head going, nobody cares, Leon, you're not famous. Uh, who cares? So I really, you know, I, I had very low expectations about, you know, how it would do and how people would respond to it. So it was just kind of, it felt like a dream come true day after day after day. It's like, oh, my God, people are really bonding to this. So, um, yeah, it was It, it was really um and you know it, it prompted a lot of conversation with um people online with friends um so yeah it was it was a p- totally positive thing i'm so glad i did it you know I, I, I that little voice
2: kept trying to shut me down the whole time did you get any you know any of those emails or phone calls like why did you put that in the book are you kidding me
0: um <laughs> <laughs> my good,
2: my
4: uh, my good friend. Um, well, he's. I call him Eric in the book. He says that's that's the name he uses on hookups. But anyway, um, <laughs> he was really the only one. And, um, he was he was sort of like, well, why didn't you write it? It wasn't what I put in; it was what I left out. Uh, anyway, but, um,
2: <laughs> he wanted some more. highlighted.
4: Yeah, he wanted more. I think more sex
0: or something. <laughs>
4: But I, I you know my friends. It's it's basically a memoir.
0: That's for the
1: next book. Coming soon. Okay, 2025. Maybe
4: I should. I mean, sex sells. You really should. (laughs) I've actually thought about doing. You know, we had a we wrote a whole season of old dogs that we never produced, and I've thought about maybe giving it the novelization treatment, and that I certainly could throw in a
2: lot of sex. So.
1: Let's, let's think about that. And, let's, and let's that, put that
2: that's out a great point. You know, I was going to talk next about, you know, there was a resurgence of old dogs tricks as well. Um, table read, you know, COVID, COVID could have been a curse or a blessing. It, you know, for me, I, I began, you know, my lifelong relationship because of, gold. well, not began it, but, you know, we went from long distance Lots to it, living yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week
0: mm-hmm. in the
2: same place. And it made our relationship. Thank God. But, you know, it, there were some silver linings throughout COVID, and, and one of those was the resurgence of old dogs. Were you surprised about how much fanfare there was around it, you know, and how, how much of, um, you know, an appetite there were for, for more? And, you know, the table reefs were popular. Um, and have you thought about, you know, resurging and seeing where the guys are now? Um, I'll answer
4: the first question first. Um, it was on one hand, it wasn't surprising cause we were all just watching so much TV during all of that. So, you know, I, I'm thrilled that people found us during that time. Um, it was, it, it, it felt really good cause I felt like, you know, people needed some levity during all of that. And if they found it from our show, then I, I'm, I'm really pleased. I'm always very happy when the show kind of does more than just entertain. So that was pretty cool as for doing a reboot. I mean, I'm always thinking about the characters and where they are and what they would be doing. Um, And we've talked doing it a few times, but then every time I I get serious about it, here's the thing, you know, the show was kind of lighthearted and optimistic and I, I don't want to get political, but you know, Obama was president and life, American life just felt kind of lighthearted and optimistic um, back then. We don't really have that feeling right now. So I'm not sure if, if I brought the show back, I don't know if it could be the same show without either seeing very kind of disconnected and Pollyanna. I mean, I would love to like, talk about politics in the show, but even that would be such a departure that I'm not sure it would feel like the same show. Road? it could really be. And, and I'll yeah. be honest, for every for every Will and Grace, you have, you know, a dozen Murphy Browns. So, you know, it's always kind of a no, roll of the Candace dice.
2: Bergen, we love you. <laughs> no, I love
4: Candace Bergen. Well, that's why that was so disappointing. I, was named I, mean, I, I, her. I Really? Oh, fabulous. Yeah, Candace. I love yep. I loved the original Murphy Brown. I, I worshipped it. I mean, it was appointment television, so I think that's – because, you know, I know some people kind of enjoyed the reboot, but I just felt like, mm-hmm, trying too hard.
1: You're not the only yeah. person, okay? You're not the only oh, okay. person that thought yeah. that. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I love I, I love you, Candace. You know that, but – Oh, I love it, her. Love her, love her. <laughs> you know, but some things – Yeah.
4: Well, you know, in, like, as I was talk- saying about old dogs, I think Murphy Brown was also a product of its time, and one of the mistakes they made was trying to do it in a different time. Yeah. I mean, back, during its original run, politics was still – you could follow it without like flying into
2: a rage, and um, <laughs> anyway, let's not go there. You know, it's it's very funny. I'm I'm going offshoot, but you know, the can the character that Candace plays on Sex and the City, you know, was rebooted as well in um mm-hmm. and just like that. Um and I thought, Wow, if they had taken this kind of approach with Murphy Brown, you know, read the reboot, what would that have looked like? You yeah. know, instead of trying to recreate it in an internet you know, in a in a you know, internet kind of setting. What would it look like once she left news but still trying to find a space to be relevant? You know, yeah. um, I, I thought they did a really good job, you know, at least with, with that character in the and just, like, that reboot. But you're not here to talk about Merck Brown. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> um, and, and I have to say, I think I said this in one of our previous uh, interviews, but uh, if I haven't, then it'll feel fresh. And if not, it's been long enough that it'll feel fresh. <laughs> if there were an award for, you know, the best title of a book, hand down, I think you would have won it. So now talk to us about your second book and where you came up with the title. I actually didn't come up with the title. I w- I had like maybe
4: Uh-oh. a dozen possible titles and this is, um, it'll be two Christmas ago, this coming Christmas. Um, Anyway, we had some friends over, and uh, my friend Danielle uh, Mazer, I was just bouncing all the titles off of her, and uh, she didn't seem all that impressed with any of them. And then we were talking more about the book, and she was asking if I was going to clean up my language or would it be, you know, full of <laughs> swear words. So I said, oh, no, Exposure is not deleted. And she's like, there's your title. I'm like oh my god. I bounced it off one of my editors. He's like, "Oh my god, that's fabulous. That sounds like political cuz I guess, you know, uh, the the Nixon tape transcripts had a lot of expletives deleted and um yeah, it was just like, okay, there we go. But yeah, some of the titles are really lame like I don't know. I can't even remember them now. I think my subconscious is protecting me from telling you some <laughs> of the really awful titles this and that and um Queer Mudgeon was one of them. I, I, I liked Queer Mudgeon, but I the liked argument that one. was a lot of people say, well, do enough people know what a curmudgeon is? To
2: Well, that's, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think they would. Well, I'm going to throw you a possible title for book three just because I feel like doing it. Leon loses it.
0: <laughs> Leon loses it.
4: Well, you know, that might just work. The next book's going to be about, you know, I've worked a lot of crappy temp jobs and day jobs. While well, I've been an actor, and every time I post about some horrible day job on Facebook, my friends are like, "Leon, this is your next book." So the next one's going to be like part memoir, but part essays about all the really crappy temp jobs I've had in the past thirty some years. Um, But unlike the first two books, there's sort of like a through line and a moral and a message to it all that I'm not going to tell you. Hopefully people – it'll dawn on people before they get to the last chapter that sums it all up. But um, yeah, that title – my title is Axes to Grind, but I kind of like Leon loses it.
2: Well, no royalties needed. Feel free to use it. But, um, <laughs> <Walker's>, well, <laughs> just, just give me a little acknowledgement on that page. Um, oh, no, yeah. Walk us through not, awesome. and come here first for you know for the release party. Um, those are the two. Uh, those are the two writer conditions. Walk us through not deleted. Where you know where we left off. Where we begin. You know where we left off with celebrity. Um, where we begin here and what we can expect if we haven't picked up the book yet. Um, it's
4: basically just my obsessions and, and things that piss me off or things I want to celebrate. It, it was kind of, I was inspired a lot by um, John Waters has a couple collections of essays. And, you know, one of them's about, he interviews a um, one of the Charles Manson murderers and then another one, he interviews Pia Zadora. It's kind of like, okay, you could kind of in yes. anything and everything. So that was inspired. I also love Fran Lebowitz, although I don't even kid myself to think as a writer that I'm even in the same universe as she is. But um, I, I first read her two books back in high school, and I've always been in love with her. So it's like, you know, I, I don't I wasn't trying to emulate her, but I thought, you know, you know go that direction. That way you can keep them short They'd be easier to write, you know, if you're just writing essays and, you know, instead of a beginning to end memoir. Um, so, yeah, it was just like uh, things I got to get on my nerves. Like there's a chapter about precocious parents, you know, like these parents who, I don't know, <laughs> they'll take their kids to a party or something. And at the end, they'll go up to the kid and say, buddy, are you ready to go home? You know, when I was a kid. It was like, get your shit together. We're
2: going home.
0: <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> Please use your insight. Now that's not polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. I I saw a customer review that I thought was absolutely fabulous, and I wanted to hear your take on it. Um, I, I'm hoping you've seen it already, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but it went something to the effect of.
0: Uh, A Woman's Story,
2: Hell Hath No Fury, has nothing on Leon's story. What do you you think of that as as a
0: comment for the book?
2: Oh, my God. I think I missed that one. That's fabulous. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, as you know, we have co-hosts with us, so I'm going to throw some I'm going to throw some question time out to Candace, Then we'll do me, and then we'll wrap up a few questions. So, Candace, take it away, honey.
1: All righty. Comes. So first, of, <laughs> so first <laughs> and foremost, okay. As much as I, you know, want another book, Leon loses it should be like a a web series. Right. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Yup. Yeah. Each episode, let's talk about that. Now, I can see that. I was writing my tongue the whole time when y'all was talking. I was like, nope. So, it oh, my a God. Damn,
0: yes.
2: Instead of in a therapy session... Have it in like a support group, and as each week, a member is sharing a story,
0: Leon's just uh-huh. like, okay, stop eating. If you want to lose weight, stop <laughs> doing, like, A different point of view,
1: like it would be from like obviously, like I can see the scene too. It's a therapy session, and everybody's talking about their, you know, their trauma uh-huh. and whatnot. And you have Leon just over there is like, okay, I wish she was shut up right now. Like, seriously. And then I get the Yeah, we have there. to get the inner
2: monologue then, up. Yeah. Right.
1: And then it's like, he gets up, he's like, can y'all please be quiet? And then we find out that he really didn't say it, like, out in reality, like he was faking it. Like, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We've all done it. Trust me. Oh,
2: totally.
3: <laughs> he
2: goes up on this totally
3: oh my god that's such
2: a, a good idea. Over, like the, the scene pans back in, and you clearly am going i completely understand your frustration can i share now <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, like that, or, or you can like talk me, you know?
4: professionally but we hear his thoughts you know on the outside he's like uh-huh, well yes well so how sad. did you feel but then his inner thoughts are like you idiot you make the same mistake over and over and, oh, over, and over
1: again over. i love
4: this
0: idea Yes!
4: Hmm. Like Don Rickles meets the Bob Newhart show.
0: Uh-huh.
4: Yes. <laughs> you guys will have to talk. Uh, we'll have to talk, you know, we talk when we're not right? on air and and discuss this. Yeah.
1: I like this idea. Ta- Copyright and Take hmm. Two Radio and Leon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put it out there right now. Okay. So now it's... Okay, a- so now I do have some questions. I really do. All right. So, okay you pretty much done it all, okay? Uh-huh. You wrote books, plays, you have a streaming TV series. For those out there who are listening, which one of these is the hardest to put together and put out there and see the world?
4: It's not a question, The web series. Um, even though it was, like, the best time ever... I, if you had told me when I was first writing it how much work it would be, I, I think I might have hit under my bed, you know. But when you're in the middle of it, you just you just have to put one foot in front of the other and just you know walk through the typhoon and hope it doesn't knock you over. But it was uh, so much fun. I mean, one on one hand, just to play a character for five years was as an actor was something you never get a chance to do. But then to also be mm-hmm. writing it and be producing it and being able to, you know, kind of have a say in pretty much every aspect of it was an egomaniac's dream. So, <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: But okay. yeah, that was that was that was the best of times. I think and my favorite part was, you know, I'd write a season worth of scripts and then send them off to Arvin Batista, who was our producer and our main director. And then he'd send me notes back and my favorite part of the whole process was like sitting down and trying to figure out how to incorporate his notes. I just love that.
2: I, I That's the part of it. I miss the most. I think. I have to interject um, here and say, how many times did he say, and how are we going to accomplish this on our budget?
0: <laughs> oh
2: my God. Every day.
4: <laughs> In fact, when my husband first read the script, and this was back when, you know, before we even, you know, made the first bit of effort of producing it. He read the scripts and his first question was, I love it, but where's the money going to come from? And that was pretty much our our motto through the whole production. Where's the money coming from? <laughs> God bless the generous fans. God bless them. There
1: you, there you go on that. See, I was going to ask that question, too, about the budget.
4: And, and especially soap fans. Soap fans are I'll the most <laughs> loyal. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, say that again, because I, I, I need mean for everybody who's listening to listen to what he just said. because those fans
4: are the greatest. They are loyal <laughs> to the end.
1: You, you, you should really see what I'm doing over here. I'm actually clapping like I'm in church. Like, God, yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: no, because I'm going to be on, like, I, I had this conversation. This is a side note real quick. I had a conversation with somebody on social media and they were talking about what fandom is the most loyal. Is it the comic book fans? Is it the Star Wars fans? The Star Trek fans? You know, sci-fi music and everything. And I was really saying, I was shaking my head and I was like, no, it's the soap fans. It's the like, soap
4: fans.
1: Like, but it's only four soaps left. And I was like, hold up. I said, you do know that Everything you're watching and reading is a soap opera.
4: Absolutely, we're it's, living in a soap opera these days,
1: right? I mean,
4: Lord, Lord have so
1: mercy, good. Lord, don't get me
0: started. <laughs> <laughs> don't get
1: me started. But no, I just—it's just amazing to me because, okay, you know, let's go, let's, let's be honest here. The last couple of years in this world. We've been really living a real-life soap opera. Yeah. Full of twists and turns and some...
4: Cliffhangers.
1: (laughs) Cliffhangers. Oh,
2: Lord Jesus. (laughs) Cliffhangers.
1: Mm. uh, 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 Almost (laughs) cancellation.
2: The only thing... There's two things missing. One is, you know, the dramatic soap music that needs to be in the background of certain situations. Uh And two, I need... I
0: need a politician to rip off a rubber mask and say, "I the <laughs> 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 I mean, that—that
1: that, that could be a part of the show. We need to sit down and talk about it. Uh, I don't see that right now, but no well, I I have, might,
4: I, okay. I have one more thought about soap fans. I think they are the most loyal. Under that are horror movie fans because.
0: They don't care if a movie's
4: good or bad as long as it scares them. I think, well,
0: un- and yeah, under that yeah. are
4: the comic book sci-fi fans because they yeah. can be really critical if it's not done the way they think it should be done. And, uh, and right under you. that is
0: the
2: wrestling fans. Right under I that is yeah, okay. the wrestling, I
0: wrestling
1: fans. fans a second. I would say, because I'm going to say wrestling is soap fans are sort of, cause it's really literally a soap opera with wrestling. Yeah. But
4: oh my God, you're was, right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. but I will say this about the horse, the horse fandom, because I'm going to say a movie. Actually, there was two movies that came out: Freddy vs. Jason,
0: which, <laughs>
1: and the last <laughs> Halloween, Halloween Kills.
0: Oh.
1: And I'm going to say this, and I think, you know, it goes on the whole. I, me personally, I didn't like Freddy versus Jason, except for the fight scenes. Now, yeah. a lot of people thought it was the greatest thing, same thing with Halloween kills, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who is not going to peacock and take a look at it, but let's just say I was very disappointed, but shout out to some people because I knew some people in the movie, but it's just oh, it's a disappointment <laughs>
4: i felt I agree, I, I was, felt the same way. I'm fanatical uh, about the original Halloween, and I was
1: exactly you and know' just like.
2: The there's a famous quote by um, a huge telenovela star. She played a character called Catalina Crow. And the actress's name was Maria Rubio. And a couple of years after the show was over, she was on a talk show. And they said, who do you think, because Catalina killed quite a few people on the show, um, you know, who do you think Catalina's biggest victim was? And she, very deadpan, turned to the camera and said, Maria Rubio. Mm. She never was able to have a career outside yeah. of playing that kind of character. Um, and, and I think, you know, Halloween Kills killed Michael Myers.
1: Without, it, without it, fooling it, it. it. Anthony, without spoiling, it. Yeah. Some people probably didn't see it, so we're just going to say this to take a look, but it's very just. He's speaking metaphorically. A fan, <laughs> yeah, speaking metaphor, yeah, metaphorically. Like if you're a loyal fan of the Halloween, including H2O.
4: Uh, which I loved.
0: I, I, was I
4: loved H2O
3: too.
1: Hey, let me just, can we all be honest? Shouldn't it have stopped right there? Yes.
3: Okay. Yes.
2: I just, I Absolutely. just wanna, When I mean, they brought it mean, back in the next go, one and they just held her get, off. You get Jamie Lee Lewis, uh, Jamie Curtis, um, you know, screaming and, and, and when she gets into that badass, you know, um, Terminator mode. I'm like, yes, baby, yes, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> you yeah. it, 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 should have stopped at H2O. Yeah. But I, I know but, you have more questions, Candace.
1: Yes, I do, actually. So my next question is actually, you know, a life-thinking question, because you know not always have to throw one at you. Okay. As the year is closing, closing out, what is the one or two things you will, besides your being alive and your husband, what were you most like? What were you just happy about this year? Like, what oh, was that? God.
0: Yeah.
4: What a great question! There are a, a few things. Just to, to rope them all into one answer, uh, just this year felt like the first year that felt normal since twenty twenty. You know? Yeah. 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 And and I got to my um, hometown had a their second the second annual. Pride Festival, and I got to say a few words.
0: Yay!
4: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and it's
3: capital the year by being on take Radio. Yeah! <laughs> Don't forget about
0: that! Nice, that's pretty awesome. And too, yes, there, and being
3: here. Yeah, you know, I, speaking of which,
4: I want to congratulate you guys, because, you know, pretty much every podcast and, you know, like, interview site that I did back when Old Dogs was still kind of... Rolling out They're gone And you guys Are going strong And I just I really want to Congratulate oh, you On that oh,
0: it's, it's cool Thank you
1: Thank you know Pam, thank you. Pam and the crew
2: Pam and David And and just the love The love of doing this Yes well, That's fabulous um, And the loyal soap fans Pouring me another uh, glass of wine As we speak
0: Oh
4: good I'm not drinking alone Good No <laughs>
1: Can't this it's uh, in the mail? Oh yeah, oh, sure, right. Okay, one in the box. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is actually one of my like final questions, and I'm gonna pass it off. But I need to know this because this is irking me. Okay. Okay. What is what is what is what is the big Christmas gift this year that you really want?
0: Oh.
4: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) If I said said it on air, the Secret Service would be knocking on the door.
2: No. You (laughs) and me both, baby. You and me both.
4: No, you know what? We haven't really thought about Christmas because we're, you know, doing the move.
2: Right, moving.
4: And we both sort of said, you know what? We're just going to get moved and, you know, buy the one or two things we need for the new apartment, and that will be our Christmas gift to each other. So that's kind of what we're I've been kind of not – I mean, I'm in the Christmas spirit, but, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to not have to shop.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, hey, look, if you want to know something, I just realized how, how close Christmas is.
0: It's mm-hmm. just
1: today, and I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and just go ahead and just, like, email everybody my Christmas card. So if you guys get an email, there you go. Um, and also gift cards.
2: I turned to my – it's funny you say that because I turned to my husband today in the bathroom, and I said, you know what? You have everything. I can't figure out what you want. What do you want? <laughs>
1: right. I mean, I mean, for me, you know, I'm a creative person and everything, but it's just – it. okay, it really felt like the holiday just snuck up on all of us because yeah. one minute it was Thanksgiving. Before that, it was like the beginning of October. So I don't know what is going on.
0: What I, I mean, think it's cuz life has become there.
4: a soap life has become a soap opera so there's so well, much
0: in tour. every day
4: that we get distracted but like what do you mean it's already christmas oh i don't need
1: a time jump i don't need a time jump i just need <laughs>
2: Yes, yeah, no, but you know what, Candice? I am not going to be surprised if I show up at Christmas Eve dinner and my 18-month-old's grand niece. So yes, I do have a grand niece. Please don't ask me how old I am because I'm only 20. Um, no. Okay, well, aside, I'm going to show up and she's going to be like 16 years old, and, and you know, and she's going to come down the stairs and be like, "What happened?" I dinner, have a great uh-huh. great <laughs> grand
4: niece. So, oh, God. Yeah, I have
1: a I have a
2: two great, of, I have a two
1: great of nephew. Them. Who, who just – I just remember well, Leon, being born, and now they're
2: five. <laughs> well, Leon, David couldn't be with us this evening, but he says his solicitation. Um, but we have a new crew member, Mr. Vinny, and Vinny is up with a couple of questions Benny. for you now. Hey, Vinny.
3: Hi, nice to meet you, Leon. Um, nice to meet and you. And actually, this is, this is more of a comment, um, just because this is my introduction to you, so I've never – um, I've never spoken no idea to you before, am, obviously. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: but I, I do love the title of your new book, "Expletives Not Deleted." I love that because I Thank love you. people who are, um, who are uncensored. Um, I live my life that way, so I just want to commend you. And in this, I guess it does kind of go into a question, but in this society now, where everything seems to be censored but more people are open, how, how do you get to toe that line?
4: That's a great oh. question, you know, because it's, it's – uh, I tend to be shrill in real life when I'm complaining about something. And that was a challenge okay. of the book, you know, how do I make this fun and enjoyable to read? without sounding like I'm just, you know, screaming from a mountaintop <laughs> or complaining about everything. I didn't want to sound like, "Oh, kids today. When I was a kid, you know, I didn't want to." <laughs> right. So, yeah, that that's that's the that's the challenge, I think. Um, you know, I wish I were as successful in real life controlling my shrillness as I was in the book. But um <laughs> Although there were a couple of points in the book where it's like, eh, Leon, you could have dialed that back.
3: But yeah, well, I think. I'm definitely going to pick up a copy of it.
4: Oh, cool. I think in today's day and age, you know, there's an old saying, that personal is political. So I think mm-hmm. you you have to be outspoken and you have to not necessarily have to swear, as at least as much as I do. Right. But um, people have got to speak their truth or else they're going to get bulldozed over
3: yeah no I, I, I completely agree there. with you on that i I definitely i definitely agree with you there because i I know myself if I put out certain tweets on or certain posts on x I get the hate and mm. I get people that are trying to cancel me you know i think i've they've tried to cancel me like thirty times um but I really appreciate somebody who is outspoken, so I just wanted to just, just kind of wanted to give oh. it my two cents. Thank you,
4: and you know, try Threads. I, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I went to Threads, and it's actually—I mean—I am on Threads.
0: Yep. I'm oh, getting good, used to that. cool.
4: Send me um, your handle. They, I think they have my okay. email address. Um I love Threads. It's 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 much more um, responsive. Let's put it that way. And civil. Yeah. Although you know, it's starting. Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of the trolls on X are discovering that a lot of us have left. So they're slowly migrating and trying to get on our nerves on threads. But you just kind of – I'm getting better at just not reacting. I used to just – speaking of being shrill, um, I used to just love an argument on social media. But its it serves no purpose, and it's a waste of time. So I'm trying to improve and just kind of – you know, if people feel a need to respond to something I've posted, let them just have their say and leave it at that and don't feel like you have to correct them. Or correct their spelling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the ultimate slapback, though. You know, I got your point, but if you had spelled it correctly, I would have gotten it a little bit
0: sharper. (laughs) (laughs) I may feel that
4: as well as Leon loses it. Feel no, we'll Absolutely. talk if, if, if we, if we we will I'm talk when you, we're I, not I'm on totally the air
1: seeing, I'm totally seeing the scene I'm totally seeing the, you know, the intro card I'm seeing it all right now
0: <laughs> The three of them <laughs> we'll As a
2: writing team would be fabulous I,
4: I have no doubt about that And I have to say Having written one show completely solo I would If I were to write another one I'd love to like have a team You know, to bounce well, ideas off you of You know,
1: I mean I am available if you need me. Right? <laughs>
3: you
2: know, you. I don't any mind any writing other comments or questions.
3: No, I think I, I think I'm good. I'm, I I enjoyed just listening and learning.
2: Oh, I, I'm you. sure Candace can pull another one or two out of the hat. Do You have a few more minutes to play with us, Liam. Sure. Can do two fun questions and two personal questions, and then all right, let's go wrap for it. Up it. with Candace. How's that sound? Alright, so fun questions. Um, I just went to my third Randy Rambo um, show. It is now uh, titled Randy for President. Um I am an heir. I, I for think him. that he is I would absolutely vote for him, His platform is amazing. Um but having said that, you know, the the comedic genius that he is, I think, you know, people that, that play in the world of parody, weirdo um you know and and dr. Domenico and things like that they don't get the credit that they deserve for the artistic genius um a are you a randy rainbow uh you know fan or follower and b could you imagine putting a show together with him a yes um b i'm
4: not sure because i think i'd be really intimidated because i think i i do think he's a genius people who can well first of all if you can perform and sing and act that alone is like okay i'll bow down to that but to be able to parody things so quickly and to produce these videos that are like i'm like how did he knock that out that just happened two days ago in the news and he's already got this fabulously produced video i've written a song and i, I just i just i, I i'm not wor- i'm not worthy that's how I was,
2: <laughs> that's how i would feel i think he's I- I'm gonna break out the amazing. girl here and say, girl, I agree with you 110. percent There's a portion in the show where he um puts the last five years of of our political life into the Gilbert and Sullivan pattern. pattern um pattern song. Mm. Oh my god, the, it's three minutes of pure fabulousness. The part that the the, the model
4: out of a modern major general
2: that that. Yeah, yeah, da, da, da. oh, my, oh god. my god! And it's all on point. It, it all hits all of the, you know, all of the patter, rhyming scheme. It all hits perfectly, and it's also poignant to what we went, what we went through the last five years.
0: See, that all shit right.
2: is
4: Question that stuff two. is so hard to write, and that he just it just right? comes out of him. I, you know, and anyway, I mean, Carol Burnett loves him, and if she loves him, I love him. But even <laughs> if she didn't, I just I'm I'm stunned by the the talent and the 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 um oh what is the word he's prolific that's the word. I, I'm, gl- I, I'm glad, he, um, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he's funny and sweet and all that because I would probably hate him if I felt like he was had any kind of attitude. But no,
2: he, uh, we did the meet and greet package again, um, and he remembered us from the last time we were there. My boys! Oh <laughs> my god! You know, my yes. Um it was yeah, he's he's very sweet. He's he's a germaphobe Um sort of like meeting Howard Mendel, but that's okay, you know what? You, you know, I'll get my picture <laughs> however you want it. I'll kneel down and you can put your head about an inch above my head. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you want to do it, that's fine with me. No, nothing else happens, I promise everyone out there thinking you're nasty, nasty people. <laughs> I didn't even cross my mind. All right. <laughs> because this is the soap show um, if you could play any iconic soap trope, and if you have a specific show you'd want to do it on, that's great, but what iconic soap storyline would you like to play if you were asked to come to one of the four remaining soaps? Evil Twins. Yes, you know, like
4: someone kidnapped and then replaced by your evil look-alike. I, it's you know that's the tropiest of tropes. I mean, it's impossible to do it and make believable. Um, but I always love it when they do. The way I would change, spin it is because you know, in, in, in like Dynasty and the movie Dead Ringer, and I think they've done it pretty much the Days of Our Lives. My thing would be. That people would start suspecting the imposter almost immediately, because in real life you would. I mean, you can't. Uh, Meryl Streep could not play your next door neighbor without you going, "Wait, there's something different about the neighbor." You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would that would be really fun to be able to play a nice, a good guy and a, a villain at the same time.
2: So my two personal questions to you are actually the same question in different focuses. Um, you were very open about your life on Facebook and, and, and you know, all of the social medias. Um, we, we had the privilege of having a few moments with your fabulous husband, um, one of the last times that we spoke together here. With all the book, the shows, where you're moving, um, what is your holiday message um, to your husband, keep it family friendly, of course. Well, I'm kidding. Um, but what is your holiday message to your partner? And then the second would be, what is your holiday message to everyone who wrote the book or watched Old Dogs or is listening right now? Oh,
4: gosh. My Christmas message to my husband would be, don't worry, honey. I'm going to get everything packed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Cause, you know, as I said, he's in hospitality. He works for, I, I probably should not the organization he works for but yeah every night is like you know he's throwing parties and so yeah I'm I'm trying to calm him down because he feels uh, totally overwhelmed Um, that would be my message to him my message to the world at large I just you know I just recently saw this interview with Dolly Parton who's how she manages to walk such a fine line you know I, I would say let's try to be more like Dolly you know, let's try to find the things yes, that
0: yes, we have in yes.
4: common. You know. Forget about let, what
2: would Jesus do. What, what yeah. would Dolly do? Yeah.
4: yeah, She's amazing. All right, can I just just, wrap us up. God okay, I'm so.
1: Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Leah.
4: Oh, no, I'm done. Wrap us up like a Christmas present.
1: I, I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you something. If I am able, God willing, to be as. Bad list is Dolly Parton when she gets old. When I get older, and can rock a Dallas Cowboys outfit like she yeah. did. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, she shut everybody down. It was like, like, okay, so yeah, like, what would Dolly do? Wait, I this mean, like, like, I mean,
2: real quick. We got, we got, to, we got to recognize this moment. Dolly came in on a record ball. Dolly so, did on Molly Cyrus. I mean. <laughs>
1: I mean, Molly learned from from Dolly. That's her godmama. So, you know, just saying, just putting it out there. Okay, so this is my final question, and it's again, it's a it's a it's a thinking question. So, put your thinking cap okay. on. All righty. Okay.
4: No pressure. And
1: and <laughs> well, it might be in five <laughs> words or less. Describe your year.
4: Oh, gosh. Um,
1: Told
4: you. Those, are, that, those words don't count. No, um, they, they
1: uh, don't.
4: <laughs> productive, fabulous, return to
2: normal. Beautiful. That was good. And we didn't even have to delete any expletives. No. Oh, nope. I better, I
0: yeah, almost lost with what I end.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I pro- always promise Pam to keep it clean, so. I did but, let a few you, slip out. Though.
1: You did. I mean, it's it's human nature. Yeah. Yeah.
2: William, yeah, We absolutely love having you here at Take Two Radio. Um, yeah. And if you have another project that you want to uh, you know, you have always have a voice here on oh, Take Two Radio. You. So Pam can give you Candice in my direct context, so we can start writing. and loses it together. But um, I hope you have a fabulous move. You can take your video so as your excuse for not packing anything tonight and um, go have another glass of fabulous wine. But thank you so much, and have the happiest of happy holidays.
4: Oh, thank Be you
0: guys
4: so much, and have a wonderful holiday season. I feel like Joan Crawford. Uh, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you and all of your listeners. Uh,
0: I hope you guys have a great
4: have a great holiday season. Thank you for having me Happy on
0: holidays. Nice meeting you.
2: Bye bye Bye, thank you so much. It is never a dull moment with Leon, and we are so glad that he came back to take to Radio Soap. and um, if you have not gotten the book, go on Amazon where that fabulous review it happened today by the way, um, and get yes. yourself a copy. I promise you there are not a single of the explicit have been deleted, and every single one of them is fabulous. Oh, Candace, 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 what's happening on Sunday, girl? Well, well what do you mean?
1: On, well, don't you mean on Friday? Hello? Friday, oh, don't my God. You mean, yes. Friday. Okay.
0: You, yeah. you, I'm, I'm mixing this up my, my cousin. My
2: Christmas. I'm sorry.
1: This is my Christmas. <laughs> this is my Christmas this Friday. I, like I said, as soon as the news came out, I think everybody, like, messaged me and everything. Sally, I'm not going to be able to go out to California because it's too tight with the holiday schedules. But next year, I'll be out there. But, boy, oh, boy, I am hoping you got day, national arts and science. You have one agenda. Make this count because it's the 50th annual Daytime Emmys live on CBS, streaming live on Paramount Plus, starting at 9 9 9 p.m. 8 Central over the West Coast is going to be a little bit delayed, but we did get some major news. We all knew yes, that, we did. that. Let me tell you, this 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 is what I'm talking about. We all knew that Susan oh, no. is going to be is going to be one of the Lifetime Reci- uh, Achievement Award recipients. The other one is Murray Polvich, you know, from the Murray Show. But everybody was trying to figure out who who could present. Susan Lucci won her Lifetime Achievement Award. Everybody was saying Walt Willie. Everybody was, like, saying maybe Eden Regal, maybe, you know, um, Oprah, Rosie O'Donnell. Today we found out via through People Magazine, and this is full circle. Shamar Moore is going to do it. Okay. First and foremost, we're celebrating 50 years of the Daytime Emmys. And if (laughs) any... Any moment stands out, it has to be in May of 1999 yep. at exactly yep. 9.45 p.m. What? Y'all didn't count that? Maybe it was 10.45 p.m. where we all heard it. The streak is over. Susan Lucy. Okay, we don't have to write this song. That was the most iconic moment in the last, in the 50 years of, day, of, of the Daytime Emmys. So, once again, Shamar Moore, who, you know, here's the thing, Shamar will always come back to the Daytime Emmys, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be a part of the Young and the Rustless tribute as well. But it is a full circle moment. So this Friday, you're going to witness Susan Lucci get her second Daytime Emmy, the Lifetime Achievement Award, presented by Shamar Moore. How about that?
2: Uh, you know, I, I have to step in here and, and and definitely say first and foremost, the fact, you know, if, if they could have gotten every living, because there, you know, unfortunately are a few that are no longer living, loved interest right. of Erica Kane to come out all at once, okay, that would be dropped in, you know, you know iconic like we've ever seen. Um, trying to, you know, budget-wise and people's schedules and things, trying to do something like that, because I heard that was in the works. They were trying to get at least every major relationship to be represented. I think that might still
1: be a possibility that's going to be a part of the package. Okay. So, So, taking
2: aside, if you, you know, if, if they're not able to produce that the way they wanted to produce it, to have the man who handed her her first as the 19 nominations, the man who handed her her award, come back and hands her her lifetime achievement. I think it's stellar and fabulous, and it's coded on top of it. Shema has come back, for the daytime community both at the younger directors itself and at you know prior daytime annual award shows and in every interview he ever gives every time he talks about criminal minds and his standalone show you know he always throws it back to his soap history so you know to have that kind of man representing up on the stage a moment i mean when you ask a lay person, about shows, meaning somebody who does not watch them, whose grandmother did not have it on for, like, five and a half hours every day, when you ask that kind of person, they say, oh, you mean um, is that the show with Erica Kane? Is that the show with Luke and Laura? Is that the show where the lady got possessed? Or is that the show with the man that was on Titanic with the fabulous mustache? You know, there's, like, five, six, maybe, okay, Reba, yeah, no, we gotta talk about Reba, too. But, okay, I can go on and on and on, but Having said that, like, kudos, kudos, kudos. Um, I am so happy and thrilled that this is the way it's going to go down. I cannot wait to see it. What kind of surprises are you hoping for, Candace?
1: I'm just hoping for a good show. I'm being, I'm being, when I'm, and I, I mean that because, again, I think I'm, I'm setting my – I'm going to say this. I hope I'm not setting myself up for failure, I understand, you know, this year a lot of things were thrown to to delay the daytime Emmys. Obviously, the two strikes definitely took a huge hit. That's why it was postponed so long. But I'm hoping that the surprises is I want to see former Emmy Award winners. I want to see, you know, remember, I think it was 99 where they had all of the living Emmy Award winners sit on, on stage. And it was like you was really going through the history of the genre, the soap genre itself. And yeah, sadly, we don't have a lot of people with us. But I'm hoping that they do do something like that. I want to see... um, I actually want to see them pair up people from the past and present. Sort of like uh, Erica Blasack yeah. and Kim Zimmer and Susan Lucci presenting the Lead Actress Award or such as Darnell Williams and you know uh, Christian LeBlanc presenting lead actor. Like I, I want them to really honor the history as well as the future of the genre. Um, and, and that's, that's going through all the shows, not just the soap operas, but like the talk shows. Like I want to see Sally Jesse Raphael. Um, I doubt I'm going to see her, but it'd be nice because uh, I miss her. But um, I, I'm just hoping, and I'm going to be honest. I want to be surprised with some of the winners. Like I really, I really, truly. I mean, let me just say this: everybody's deserving. I mean, yeah, of course, there's the normal, you know, stuff. But in certain categories, I'm like, dang, that's a good category. How are you going to pick? Like, how are you going to pick? And I just, I just want a good show. I want it to be a feel-good show. And this is, the, this is, like I said, for a soap fan like me. And for all, anybody who knows how I am, this is my Christmas present because I'm excited. I'm excited to find out who's going to take home the Emmy.
2: I am too, and you know I want to. You know we are known for our public service announcements, so to speak. Our I would really come to soap Jesus conversations that we have here, and Candice, the conversation about the Bay has not really abated um, in the soap, you know, the soap media world. If you listen to our last show, we did a very long conversation about why we believe that The Bay most definitely deserves a nomination that it got. I want to say this to the soap fans. The Bay is the best of digital streaming soap as of yet. Really, the lake. There have been so many that are really good, really, really good. But the bay, it gives you soap of old. It gives you soap that you're used to. It is pushing the envelope and taking soap in, you know, into future directions. You look at some of the European soap and you look at what the bay is doing, and you realize, okay, this could be the future of soap, and it brings all of the classic faces that we, you know, that we miss seeing on our screen, or not all of them. We, we couldn't possibly get them all in one show, but, you know, it, it gives us everything that we love about soaps. And I will have a lot to say if they win the nomination when we come back, but they earned that nomination. Um, and so oh. instead of, and we see this all the time. We ask you, don't tear down the actor or actress. You know, no. don't tear down, you know, the the performance because of the storyline itself, right? Don't Definitely. tear down the show because it's a digital being presented against a five-day-a-week, you know, 52-year-out-of-the-week show. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I do believe that there's a certain fairness to it. Um, However, the rules are written the way they're written, and it deserves its nomination. So instead of tearing it down, let's start saying, you know, not my choice, but congratulations for breaking through. That's a glass ceiling. I mean, that's a glass ceiling that has been broken through, and it deserves its moment. To, to revel, it deserves its moment to feel the weight of what it has accomplished. It is accomplished being in the the, the category before five other four of excuse me four other five day a week per, per showing shows. That's yeah. something, and it deserves its moment.
1: And, and, and I'm going to say this of you too- want to weigh in here? Well, let me just say this real quick because also another factor is that Beyond Salem, Chapter 2, was also nominated for Best Writing against all of the other soap operas. This is something that has been in the works for a very long time, and it was co-signed, let me say this again, co-signed by Josh Griffin, Ken Corday, Frank Valentini, and Bradley Bell yep. to allow yep. for the digital the digital dramas to be inserted into the main the main fixture. This has been in the works since 2012. Shout out to Venice who just celebrated 14 years, baby. Um, but it's been an ongoing back and forth: should we, should they, shouldn't they? You know. And there was some rule changes and everything. My whole thing is this: this is why I'm always saying this. There is four soaps, network-wise. Well, three networks, one streaming, right? That's how it is. Mm -hmm. But the whole genre doesn't stop with just those four soaps. There is The Bay, Anacostia, Ladies of the Lake, Venice. There's audio dramas, including this one called, oh, no, Forever in a Day. There's Heritage There's a lot of these shows that are out there for the genre to continue to grow, and awards are going to, uh, the awards, the academies are going to start to include them into the main fixture. And when I say main fixture, back in the day, a lot of these digital dramas was held for the creative, and let me get the correct term right, the Creative Arts Lifestyle Awards, which nobody saw on TV. You heard about it, but you didn't see it. Times have changed. So they're going to do this. But I'll be very vocal about it, if the Bay wins, okay the bay that is going to um, open up a lot of people's eyes because you have a show that is with a budget, not a big budget, but a budget and also, the fact that you have people who've been in the industry for so long—they know how to operate a good soap. Not saying that Mike Bold isn't a good soap. Not saying Young and the Restless isn't a good soap, or Days, or General Hospital. Yes, they have their problems. But I think if this show, if the bay does win, there's going to be some questions that's going to be need to be answered, and I don't think everybody is ready to hear the answers that's going to be given. So this Friday, and by the way, let me say this too, if I may. I need everybody to watch. I need everybody to watch the daytime Emmys because I believe, I think this is the final year for CBS, unless it's next year, they got the final year. I need everybody because isn't it nice to have the daytime Emmys on TV? Isn't that, like, the best instead of, Anthony, you remember Periscope? Remember that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, that was horrible. And next year, actually, it's through 2024. So we have one more okay. year on CBS. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, everybody, please watch. Please, because here's the thing. Yeah. Just when this Emmy's over wait, guess what happens next month? We get ready for the 51st annual Daytime Emmy's because that's when nominations, when the prenod starts. All over again. Akuna matata, my friend. Akuna
2: matata. And just another pur- public service announcement. Remember, folks, that what is being awarded is not the past year that we've watched.
0: Mm-hmm. It is
2: the 2022 year of actual performance writing, directing,
0: right.
2: uh, best soap. <laughs> so, um, you know, a, a going back to the Bay real quick, um, I, you know, with Candace said a lot of conversation is gonna open. It's the conversation that is going to decide whether or not the viability of soap as a five day a week medium is is worth it anymore. And so, you know, pay attention and watch.
0: I know you're go ahead. For
2: for
3: those of us that have never seen the bay, where can you find it?
1: Okay. You can find the Bay on all seasons. You can actually see uh, previous seasons because season eight just dropped today on Popstar, on the app Popstar. You can also watch it on Amazon, um, TV, and on, of course, Peacock. 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 I would say
2: to you, right, there are other digital shows out there where I would say if they were nominated – you know, watch that season. That good? Then I'm going to tell you, seven seasons that you can watch right now, eight just dropped. Um, it is it is very, the trajectory, The it, it, this is such a good, it's such a good show. It really is. Okay. And even if you're not a Stoke fan, you know, or, or you know, you watched a couple of seasons of Falcon Crest or a couple of seasons of Not Landing. shout-out, Nicole. I heard you, Nicole. Well, I heard you, girl. I heard you. We we heard we it. hear the rumors. I heard you. I heard you, and I am right behind you, girl. Right behind I'm you. I heard you. I'm
1: waiting. Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But the debate is the debate is one of those shows that if you go and watch season six, season seven, you're gonna want to go back because it's just that good. So you know, go to Peacock and grab season one. Spot app, um, you know, they're they're not an hour long. They're, they're what forty two minutes. Candace? Yeah,
1: like yeah. I, I'm okay. like old so. school. I'm like OG fan of the day. I remember it was on YouTube for fifteen minutes and it grew. Like that's the yeah. thing. You and and the one thing that I will say is when they got the 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 you know stu, the the big studio backing and stuff when they got the budget, they remastered their episodes so they actually yeah. combined a lot of the stuff that was on the YouTube channel into the main episode. Like, it was really interesting how they did it. And, yeah, so shout out to you, George L.J. Martin. Shout out to you.
0: Um, You know, I I have to
2: ask you this, Candace. Do you think, and think about it for a second before you answer, do you think that they looked at what happened at, at Prospect Park with all my children and One Life to Live, and they said, okay, these are the lessons learned. This is what we're going to do with our show and see what happens. Oh, well, Of course.
1: Considering, considering a, the Bay was out before, like, here's the funny thing. So the Bay's been out since 2009, 2010. So this was yeah. before Crosswood Park, right? What I think happened was they just wanted to market better. They wanted to market okay. better to make it, because here's the thing. So, Vinny, just to let you know, like, the, it's a who's who on the Bay. Legit. It's the whole who yep. of daytime on the bay. And the thing is, is that you want to come across, like, if I'm just somebody who, you know, yeah, I know who Mary Beth Evans is. Yeah, she's just this and Mary Beth, if you're listening, I do not think of this, but, you know, some people was talking about it. Like, oh, she plays this whiny Kayla Brady on Days of Our Lives. Oh, she doesn't have any acting. You take a look at her on the bay, complete day and night, the biggest one from the Bay that they market really hard was Ron Moss. Him and Matthew Ashford, who, plays Jack De- who played Jack Devereaux in Days of Our Lives. When yep. I tell mm-hmm. you, obviously, Ron Moss, a lot of people know ri- as Ridge, you know, hello, Logan. And then you got Matthew Ashford, you know, One Life General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, right? And it's the soft acting. I'm going to tell you something right now. You flip on the Bay. Seriously? Yeah. You'll be questioning I, how come they you, never gave
2: that material to these actors yeah. before.
0: You're gonna yeah. be yeah. questioning you know a know what lot of stuff. In
2: that category big time? Jacqueline Demon, for those of you who are waiting oh. for the tribute episode, just like I am. Go look at her on the bay, girl. Go look at her on the
1: bay. Oh today. I mean oh, oh my god. And then I gotta give a shout out to Christoph, uh, Andrews. Yep. Hi, honey. What I'm telling you, you're gonna to see today, like, like, okay, you got. i, I, I just—it's literally a who's who on the back.
0: Okay, I will. Be you definitely to
2: told on. me. We, we try to sell our fans too, but you know, we have a show that we need. You know, we need to. We need to move along. And by the way,
1: you also so. listen to Forever in a Day as well.
2: You know, whenever you get a chance, just it. Oh, so my phone has not rung, by the way, but you and I
0: can talk about By the
1: way, we just my came back from a, from a strike. We just came back from a strike. I know, girl. I know that's why I beat you up there, but I didn't hit you up two
0: weeks
1: season, ago. <laughs> season five, wait a minute. Season five, we normally would start – like, this is actually news. We normally would start in February, but obviously because of the strike and everything, um, we are delaying our season to mid-summer, August of 2024, and if you saw the promo, I'm just going to say, hope for the best for your characters, for your favorite characters. Try to figure uh, it out.
2: You know, I think we need to do a Forever in a Day hour um, in January where we recap what has happened so far, all of the <laughs> fabulous highlight moments, um, all of the jaw-dropping, the leaving us here and we got to wait what? months moments. We should. We absolutely should. I'm gonna we talk should. Ahead.
1: We need to talk. We need to talk Vinnie, to the four of day PR people
2: too. <laughs> we do. We do, girl. I knew you got an idea, like you know, just a little bit, I, but you I know, think you I can know talk. I somebody.
1: I don't know. Look, maybe, okay. Maybe. But okay.
2: <laughs> Vinny, since you know, since you are our, our newest castmate, uh, what's mm-hmm. so has excited you the most in these past two weeks? Who do you want to talk about first?
3: Well, let me tell you, I've watched so much Soaps in the past two weeks because i finally caught up on Y&R and Bold and the Beautiful. So um, I have literally binged both of those shows over the past two weeks to get all caught up. That's my boy. Um, And and, and now I am current. So um, obviously I watched this morning's episode of Days, and then, you know, tonight I'll watch today's episodes of, of the other three. Uh but honestly to to be completely honest with you, what has excited me the most is bold. Um, you know, yeah. I know that we were talking about it off air is and um, you know, the whole the whole situation situation surrounding Eric and whether or not he's really gonna die or if if Finn is going to cu- the reason why he's worked late on the day of the party is because he supposedly found some breakthrough that'll save him.
2: So let me, let me take a step back for a second, and Candice, you can help me out here, um, and, and, and give you a little bit of education while educating some of our listeners. Bowles okay. did not make John McCook. John McCook was brought on to Bowles because he was John McCook. And same thing mm-hmm. with John um, Plannery, Susan Plannery. Um, you know, the two anchors, the foresters. they both yeah. had amazing careers in their own right. I mean, Susan on things about, girl, we could go for you know, we're not going to give you the entire history lesson. I'm going to point out the so- soap encyclopedia and tell you you know, read that book because that's I tell you about Susan Flannery and John McCuck. But they had careers of their own right. The man is 80 years old. If it turns out that this is his swan song, this is his, this is his story to go out and he wants to retire um, I'm going to say I will be sad because I think there's still more story to tell with him. I I don't think there's nothing that has ever been thrown at him in his bold career, as well as his ideation beforehand. Nothing that's ever been thrown at him that he did not carry and carry well. So if this is his one song, God bless the man has worked 55 years. Mm-hmm. you tell me someone who's worked successfully in one genre and I don't only mean entertainment online, you know, working on the railroad you tell me one person who's worked successfully for 55 years in one space um, so if this is it and, and this is the man's decision then God bless, I don't believe it at the moment I don't believe it, I do believe we're going to get the Hail Mary you know, last pass um and and Eric is going to survive to tell some more stories. Having said that, the man is eighty years old. So if you know this is a, there is a Hail Mary path here, do understand at some point he is probably going to want to see, you know what, I need to enjoy a little bit of actual life outside of being Eric Forrester. Um, all right, who wants to take who wants to take my next?
1: Okay. So let me just point out I do not know anything about John McCook's current status. Um for no, do I? People, yeah, for those ten people who messaged me, I don't know. I'm on I'm watching this just like you guys. Okay, so this let me just say Bo does this every freaking time and I really didn't need it for them to do it during the holidays. Where I don't know what the heck is going on. My my heart, my brain, my soul, everything is just twisted upside down, inside out. Because once we found out Eric was sick, I was like, Oh heck no, uh uh-uh. uh, no, no, uh uh-uh. uh, no. Because on two fixtures, usually when they say a character is sick, nine times out of ten, it's probably going to be a so you know a health storyline and you know da 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 da. Mm-hmm. But then when they kind of kept saying certain things, and then you had Eric coughing up blood, and then it's like nobody's saying anything, and you, you're going down this direction of
2: he girl, wants I'm to gonna, live. I'm gonna stop you, girl, I'm going to stop you there and say, when we didn't get the diagnosis in two, two and a half weeks, we knew it wasn't going to be the somebody's going to survive a health challenge storyline. Right. We all suddenly understood, oh, they ain't playing
1: Right. Like, it was to the point where they actually said a real health issue that causes blood and everything. Because I'm over here, I'm on, when I tell y'all, like, okay, for those who don't know, I have sarcoidosis, which is an illness and everything else like that. I'm fine. But one of the things is coughing up blood. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, Eric got sarcodosis. I said, oh, my God, this is a highlight for me because nobody on still so pass what I have. But then I'm like, oh, my God, he might die because he needs oxygen. He might need a liver transplant. I'm like, oh, my God, they're really going there. But then it was becoming more of a, okay, I don't know what to think because on the flip side of things, they're playing it where it's more Ridge's POV than Eric's POV. And I know a lot of people say, we can't root for this storyline because Eric is being selfish and he's being such an a-hole and stuff like that. I'm going to tell you something right now. Everybody who dies or knows that they're, they're not going to be like, oh, I mean, there's some people who is like, la, 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 la. But then there's some people who feel as though they have to be selfish because sadly they can't control this. They can't control mm-hmm. was being dealt to them. So, on that mm-hmm. social, like, then I'm seeing Donna. Donna, girl, Jennifer Garrett, if you don't submit yourself next year for a supporting actor nomination, I'm going to have some words with you. Because now we saw Donna is not just the gold digger that everybody thinks. She's actually been there. But at the same time, Eric has taken upon himself to kind of not destroy everybody in the family, but make people feel kind of uncomfortable. Starting with RJ, okay, Eric, you trusted this young man. I felt bad for RJ because he had to keep it a secret from his parents. But once he told his parents, you don't think that Brooke wasn't going to tell Ridge, and Ridge wasn't going to find out? Come on now, like that's right. kind of selfish too. Then you have the whole fashion show, and this is where I was like, oh God, this is where Eric is going to fall. He's going to start coughing. This is where we're going to get the famous showdown between Sheila and Lauren. Thanks, Brad, for not doing that, by the way. Um yeah. needless, to say, needless to say, it's been like an upside down, but I think there was a couple of questions that everybody want to know. So you mean to tell me Eric has not been going to the doctor, it's like, but then again, I know people who are sick that don't go to the doctor because they just decided, yeah. you know, oh, well, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with my like, I'm going to do it yes. my way, and I was waiting for drama because the thing, Frank Sinatra's my way. But then it's like, okay, then I'm thinking to myself, Bridget. Bridget's a doctor. Finn is a doctor. So nobody could like, secretly go to them and talk to them about it. So so you got all that. This story got me so, like, wound up to when he decided to throw himself a party. Here's how, okay, Bo, I'm going to tell you, you're getting me here. The last time you did this was Susan Flannery.
0: Yep. And
1: Stephanie decided to have her party, and the yep. next thing we know, she dies and she's retired. So I was like this. I was like, you got a party, okay, but everybody knows that Ultimate you dying. Yep.
0: Right?
1: And so then it's like, you know, he finds out, and then I'm thinking to myself, Ridge, I, and I think I said this on the show like weeks ago. I said, the scene is going to be either Eric's big dying and tells Ridge that he found out who really won, and that was the most selfish thing he ever did, but thank you, and, and flatlines. Okay, bold, I want my money. Because when at the party, which everybody looked at, fabulous, fabulous, okay? <laughs> he goes yep. around, first and foremost, Eric goes around and talks to Thomas and Hope. This is coming from a man who literally has had scandal after scandal after scandal, kind of telling Thomas and Hope, do you, boo? Like, you know, don't worry what everybody else is saying. If you okay, wait, are- so hold
2: up, Candace. I got to interject the mirror to that, you know, the opposition to that. Right. In another way, to certain soap fans, I'm not one of them, but right. to certain soap fans, it plays I have looked over my life, I have seen what has worked, what hasn't worked, I have seen all of the mistakes I've made, and right. I've seen the triumph, yeah. and, and you've got to give liberty to that side of the show fandom because we really don't know where this is going, and, and yeah. I like it, I look at it from your perspective, that's more in the, in the seat that I'm sitting in. But when I see stuff on social that plays into to that other space, like okay, I got you know I got nothing else to lose. Kind of think tick, 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 think it's gonna go Bing 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 Bing, and I'm gonna go Ding 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 all the way up. There is there is something to be said for that,
1: right? I mean, this storyline. I mean, I know a lot of people say this is bad, but this is one of those storylines where I'm just like, this is typical bold, kind of pulling at my heart. Make it, and like you said, and I telling you this: if John McCook has decided to retire, I can't be mad at somebody who's been in the game for over 50 years. I can't do that. Yep. He's been on both Bell shows. Mm-hmm. William J. Bell, caught, you know, sorted him out. Same thing with Susan Flannery. If this is how we're supposed to turn over the new chapter of Bold and Beautiful, then okay, let's go. But at the same time, and I think all of us, you know, have all unitedly said this. If they do kill off Eric, Eric Forrester, that means we do have to say goodbye to John McCook, which is, I think that's the thing that's kind of got us with this storyline is we don't want to say goodbye to John McCook because he's literally been there for, for all of us who watch Golden Beautiful since day one. He's literally been there since day one. For those who watch yep. him as Lance on Young and the Rustless, you know, this is the last hurrah that we get to see him in. But then you got the family drama that reminds me of Dallas. And, I i mean, come on there. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is like, this is, this is good. This is like, then you got, I mean, this story is going every which way, and it's played out in real, and, and for me, where there's somebody who said, then we find out, if y'all didn't know anything, spoiler alert, just letting y'all know, because the, they did something different with the promos, too. I noticed that that rich i mean Uh it was it was said that rich has medical peel you know power of attorney and yes i know a lot of people was feeling a certain type of way when they said about rick and felicia and kristen was at a safari okay look if they could get kyle justin jacob tracy leslie you know anybody i mean i don't agree with it but if they couldn't get them, they had to put something together. My big thing is is that if, God forbid, they do have to have a funeral for this man, um, I want to see them. I'll let this one be experienced. Like, wait a minute, you guys, because it was mentioned that Rich did call them prior to this. So, okay. I don't know. This, this so I'm going to weigh
2: on exactly what you're saying right now because I feel the exact same way. I, at the moment, I'm starting to begin, I'm starting to really believe we're going to get to Hail Mary. This is not the end. However, yes. having said that, we still have time. He's not dead. So if this is the end, I, 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 I beg of you both, and, and if you've got to go back and do rewrites, then go back and do rewrites. I beg of you both, give this man... Give this character, give all of us in fandom, give the conversations, give the moments, give the bedside, give, give all of that. And then, as Candace just said, you've got to give us the funeral. Pay, cut budget for other storylines for a couple months, do it. Pay, give, give this the story it deserves. If this mm-hmm. is the end. But I, I really do think we're going through the Hail Mary, Vinny. Any any thoughts on this before we we're gonna have to jump to another soap because we are you know we we have a so right. Good, Vinny. What are your thoughts, Sam? No,
3: I, I I'm I'm enjoying it, you know, because you know this is my first really storyline on Bowl that I'm really digging into, and seeing this storyline play out for the majority of the past two weeks with really anything with that with really nothing else. That's being yeah. shown on there um, is weird because I was literally able to watch two weeks of the shows and it's all one storyline as opposed to going back and forth. But to make a long story short, I'm enjoying it and I'm anxious to see what they do. Um, will they come up with that with that miracle cure, Hail Mary? Uh, perhaps, but I would I would. I hate to say to kill a character off, but what kind of drama is going to ensue afterwards? It, you know, yeah. when you know when he does pass, you know, with you know Ridge having the medical power of attorney, or you know, uh, especially I, with Forrester creations.
1: I can totally see if 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 soap if 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 Eric Forrester goes to soap Jesus, okay. I've Mm -hmm. I've been saying this a lot lately, that Bo needs to do a Dallas. And for those who are Dallas fans, there was a TV movie called The War of the Urns. I need for them to do that with the Forsters, because here's the thing. Technically speaking, Thomas, Steffi, and Ridge are not bloodline Forsters. Yeah. Raised. They were raised by, you know, to be by, you know, Eric, Thorn, Rick, Bridget are bloodline
2: Forsters.
1: And I'm gonna token, say it right
2: now. Yes, yeah. Jacob, if you can't or won't go back, I love you. I'll always love you. But if you can't and you won't, then we need a recast. We need Rick. We need Bridget to step back up. Yes, yes yes indeed and we need a point recap.
1: I mean go here's on, the go. thing. Windsor said Windsor said that people really want to like to let Brad Bell know. And here's the thing. We do need we do need Leslie Kay. We do need Tracy. Yep. We do need like we do need the other kids because it is kinda of, if they go this route and this is another reason why I I kinda I don't want I – mean, I mean, it's a soap, so, yeah, I mean, if they find a Hell Murray and stuff like that, I still want some backlash for this. But if they come in and they find out Ridge is handling all of this, I need for this to be the majority of the story of 2024 because you got Donna. You got Brooke. Here's the thing. Brooke is okay because why? Why is Brooke okay? Because she created a formula for forced Creations. creation. She's, dead, she's deadlock. But to me, there there could be so many. She got baby mama gold. Basically, girl. say what it is. She got
0: baby mama gold.
1: Yeah, I mean, so you know, it's just to me right. like this is such a, a controversial but enjoying an entertainment storyline. So I am
2: mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Vinny's enjoying it. Absolutely, kudos both because you have us, you have us in that space again. You are the soap of the fours, uh, you know, of the four left. You are the soap to get us in that space where we really don't know what's coming next. Um, mm-hmm. and, you right. know, spoilers come out less involved than, than any of the other shows, and, and you are milking every moment of this. Congratulations! All right, I don't, Young, Young, and the rest I,
1: don't, I don't trust bold spoilers anymore. That tells you something. That really tells you something. Right. Because they, because they, right, Benny, you're going to learn this real quick, just like with Young and the Rustlers. Mm-hmm. Don't trust Bowl when they come out with their spoilers because sometimes it, it'll be true, but in their own way. But they
2: slanted it in a way that you think of it differently than what it actually is. Right. All the time. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. How? Yeah. Well, yeah so, so, okay. So let me talk about Young and the Rustlers. Okay. Come on, girl. This, this is, okay. This, let, mm. I'm just going to say it. Colleen Zink, Colleen Zink, Colleen Zink, Colleen Zink, and Colleen Zink. <sighs> okay, that's it. That's the show. Good night, everybody. Oh, oh, there was more. Okay. This whole baby Claire, baby Eve, Jordan, Nikki's past, this is, this is so juicy. This is juicy. This is so gold. Josh, this is your strength, and I told you this a couple of times on various platforms. This is actually your strength of writing dark, but not too dark, because I'm going to talk about another storyline in a minute. But we have, so, okay, so the nervous was all up in the cabin, right, getting getting poisoned. Victoria Cole finds out that their baby ain't dead because, according to Jordan, on that fateful night, there was a lot of babies born. So she decided because of what the news did to her sister Eve, she decided to kidnap kidnap their baby and make them believe that the baby was dead.
0: So Keep calling So
1: Claire has grown up thinking that her her parents didn't want her and Jordan has poisoned this girl's mind, cause Claire was all like, um, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And so, meanwhile, um, Nick got slashed. Shout out to Joshua Marvel in his chest. And then we find out they're being poisoned. And then poor Nikki, oh my God, Nikki was in. Oh God, that's what I'm talking about, folks. Nikki was 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 you know held hostage, and she had an IV. Y'all, why they had vodka in that IV, girl was drunk. And take it away, because there's so much going on. I can't. I can't.
0: Okay. I can't take no more.
2: All I'm going to
0: say, I have been waiting
2: for years and years and years for a soap opera on the daily schedule to give me a dynasty, give me, you know, give me – Uh, There is so much soap happening in the Young and the Ressless right now. Uh, Okay. The best alcohol storyline, hands down, on soap, is definitely Nikki Newman. Okay? So, resurrecting that right there
0: and and bringing,
2: we all went on the journey with Nikki. We fell off the Mm -hmm. wedding with Nikki. So to give us that piece of it on top of everything else, I said, "Oh, y'all people playing? You came to the game to win." Um, Auntie, and, 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 oh God, yes, Auntie, I have needed somebody like you on soaps for a very long time. Um. It, it, the 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 dead baby not dead. I, I mean, how every soap has had somebody come out the woodwork. That the character was on campus, we never knew they were pregnant, but they gave up their baby, or they didn't know they gave birth to their baby. You know, I, I it, it's just giving you everything soap you could ever ask for, all in one hey, dramatic. Wait, you, the,
1: no best weeks, you the best part, weeks, girl. Look at the best part. Weeks. Weeks. You forgot the best part, though. You forgot in all honesty. I'm going to say this because a certain other show, which we're going to talk about, you guys need to look at Young and Russell. They play in current story from a storyline that Street. started way, 40 years ago. Yep. 40 years ago. Yep. Now, obviously, we don't have the actress who plays Eve Howard because he's passed on. But the fact that you got her sister who was Side so note, I think also it has plastic surgery. I think that might be easy, but I'm not too sure. I don't know, because they're playing certain beats, and I'm just like, oh. I is don't
2: think there's no Candace yet. I'm like, the what is yet here? to
1: come Right. So to me, you got darkness. Like, this is a mystery, but you're bringing back people that's connected. Again, I never thought in a million, billion years I would see Cole Howard again. Never in a billion years. I never thought I would see that. But we passed him. This story is because again, Claire came on too strong. Like before, this was all revealed. It was like she was just this perfect, you know, assistant, uh, and she uh-huh. wanted to know every yep. everything and going everywhere. And it's like it kind of gave me single white female lifetime version. And the fact uh, is, is that you I went to Nick a on
2: show, two shows ago, I said she's somebody. I see somebody connected to the news somehow. Wait, I and, said, see. David, Wait and see. And see.
1: I said David Kimball oh. kid. I literally just, I said I, I said why do I think this is David Kimball's kid? Because it's because the way Claire was acting, I was like she got something. Like I'm following her, but and I think what threw us off was she was going after Nikki and not Victoria. Yeah. Until she said mother, and I'm like what? Like so yeah, that threw me for a loop. I was like, what, huh, what, what let, let me sit down for a second. Like, um, okay, this, this is what I'm talking about. Young and restless, you guys can craft a good story line. And, again, Josh, this is your strength. But don't go too dark because right now, now you got Victoria acting like, like victory is with Adam. Because, <laughs> Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. This fool, this little girl, as I'm going to call her, has caused your family so much pain to the point that your mother is now alcoholic again. And I love the fact, and by the way, Melanie Thomas Scott leads actress to a drama series next year, please. Yeah. Like, she's put in the work, and she gave it to you without makeup on.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. that the the truth.
1: Okay. She put her feet in this. But the fact that she's now fallen off the the wagon, and then you have Victor who's not really seeing it, but he's trying to like you know regroup. You got Nick over there, you know again, Josh. He's been working out. He got sliced and diced. And then you got Victoria and Cole questioning: Is this our baby? Is is she the little girl that we thought was dead? Asking for DNA and everything else like that. And Jordan still plotting because now guess what this woman did. Everyday, yo, Vinnie, let me tell you what. Okay, let me tell you what she did. Let me tell you what she did. Nikki was just out and about, and then her phone rings. i um, so yep. a certain a certain music comes, dancing away. Well, it wasn't like that, but it's like as soon as you heard, if you're a long time fan of the show, you recognize that music real quick, and it's like, yep. oh my god, like they're trying to really mess with her mental state but Nikki don't feel ashamed girl own it because that's what got you victor Newman and I'm just saying that's what I'm talking about but I'm just like this is such a fascinating story to me it's fascinating
3: it's fascinating like, just, to me too I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying it like I, I'm questioning what have I been missing all these years um, because I've you know well, again, like I said, I've been binging it all over the past month. Um, but what I, what I am thoroughly enjoying is out of one specific storyline, you're getting all these branches. You're getting yep. all these yeah. different stories yep. out of the one storyline. Take notes,
2: General Hospital. Yep. <laughs> Take notes, General and, Hospital.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's just – it's it's really – enlightening for the viewer that is just starting to tune in because you're seeing, you're starting to see the history in the stories, but also it's got a new twist on it. Like, you know, we've seen, we've seen people fall off the wagon all the time. And so this had a new Mm -hmm. twist to it. She fell off the wagon, but, and and the thing is, is like, it wasn't her fault because it was pumped into her through intravenously but when she went to that AA meeting, she owned it. And she said, yep. it's yep. not an excuse. It's not an excuse. But, you know, all that, all that time sober went down the drain. And so, Amy, I'm going
2: to I thought what that was a breath right of fresh air. What was yep. that? I'm going to translate what you're saying right now to long-term soap fans that are listening to us right now. Young and the Restless has finally given us what we've wanted from all of our soaps. They have given us a story where it interweaves history without dramatically changing story that happens off screen or whatever that we're supposed to believe. They, they're giving us the entire history, the way it happens, in a current storyline, taking pieces from other stories. The only thing they didn't do was put Nick behind the wheel of a car, you know, and, and make right? a question yep. if she hates somebody else. Other than that. They're getting, they're they're reclaiming past storylines in a fresh and present way, creating what this story will be. In six months, because they understand they need to transition, they need to figure out a direction to go with this show. And so it's one big umbrella story that is going to ripple all the way through for months and years to come. Kudos, Young and the Restless. You, you have absolutely pulled it off up to this point. Don't change the trajectory. And like Candice said, don't go too dark.
1: There, yeah, right now, you are setting Yeah.
2: Go ahead. No, I don't need who done it. Yeah, no, I
0: don't need
2: the who done it. And you're that's that's
0: what me up.
1: Go ahead, then, girl. I was gonna say the next story arc, real quick, because we we do got to move on. Is this everybody's going after Tucker situation? You got Jill, the Abbots, Aunt Nene, and all of them, like, kind of saying, "Oh, wait a minute, maybe we need to like team together to find out about you know all, about Tucker." Tucker's like, I got something big up my sleeve. Nate found out Audra and Tucker was going to take over Jabot. I'm sorry, Josh. This is where we got to have a come to Jesus moment. I just praised you. Me, Anthony, and Vinny just praised you for this storyline with, with, with Victoria and the Newman Sinclair. I don't need, like Anthony just said, I don't need a whodunit because I think that's what you're about to do. And if yeah. you do do that, I'm nope. going to say it right now. Young Russell, you wait for Trevor St. John. One, two, again, I don't need this.
2: Okay, girl, I'm going to tell them how to say it. I will close my eyes and pretend that certain things that just happened recently, the last three months hadn't happened, if you decide to revisit Tucker and Phyllis. Hey, hey, girl, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong to pull this back into the Tucker-Phyllis orbit, not a whodunit, but a uh,
0: who was really
2: screwing who over, and what is the fallout from that?
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you one better because I've been on the island by myself for a very long time, and I feel as though there wasn't right. I might you. So
2: guy, girl.
1: I need for it to be Diane and Tucker working together yep. because
2: yep. you're playing
1: Diane too heavy with Kyle of having Kyle be, quote, unquote, the mold. I've always said Diane will go through Kyle to get what she wants, and nobody would think think of it. To me, that would make more sense than Phyllis. Like, I, again, I do want to see Trevor and, and Michelle, the, the chemistry, but if I'm going to be real about it, let's not forget Tucker and Diane's past a little bit. And I think that's gotten lost in the whole scheme saying, things. No, if
2: we exactly, got- I will not be mad at them whatsoever if they, if they do the Tucker-Diana thing. I just love ah. the chemistry with Tucker and, and Michelle Stapp, you know, um, Right. That's yeah. yep, right. All right yeah. Vinny, it's your turn at that. Yep. Days of Our Lives.
3: All right. Well, you know what? Days of Our Lives is um, this baby storyline is again, in my opinion, taking a Different turn that I'm used to. Now, it is incorporating history for somebody who's again new to the show. Um, apparently, this has happened before with Nicole being the baby mapper. Um, yep, yeah. and now now she's getting the taste of her own medicine. But I do like how right. I, I do like how Leo and Dimitri are trying to hold the information over Sloane's head. So that Dimitri turned himself in, so Leo can go free, and it's weird to me seeing Leo Stark with a conscience. Like he he never—he never really struck me as somebody that, you know, because like you said, it was going to be very hard to hold on to the, uh, you know, hold on to the secret. And he's like the first chance he gets, he's literally going to Nicole and EJ. Although, although. When they did the DNA test, and it came back because they tested EJ's, um, EJ's DNA because they couldn't get enough from Nicole, I thought that was a fantastic twist because no matter what, it would have never come back positive, regardless of whether it was EJ's DNA, because he's not the baby's father. So it played into the yeah, I, I really like really that, that twist. No, I, I I'm I really like that twist because you know and, and watching watching Sloane leave you know the 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 uh, police department and you know trying to rush to the hospital to you know put the kibosh Bosch on any DNA test and Eric's already got the results and then when Kayla comes in and explains it and you know it, it, thinking about it it's like. Wouldn't they already have Nicole's DNA on file from her <laughs> being pregnant and already, you know, being in the system? So wouldn't they already have in that jail? information? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. There's a lot of suspicion um, of disbelief with Dave. Of, of course. Hours, but yeah.
3: Of course. But no, that's, I mean, that's, that's my biggest takeaway is that, um, you know, they're, they're writing the story in different ways that make Nicole, even though Nicole is the victim, she's upset, but you're looking at it from a view of, hey, you've done this before. So now it's your turn to lose a baby to a, to a baby switch. And they're playing Sloan to be a sympathetic figure.
2: Okay. Exactly. Thank you. Um, That sounded condescending. I didn't mean it that way. Um, Because what you just said is from that perspective. I'm going to throw it from Mm -hmm. the other perspective. Days of our lives, I'm stepping out of storyline for a second and talking about real life. Days of our lives, Mm -hmm. here's the thing you have to stop doing. You have to stop giving us information about when actors are coming and when they're leaving. You have to stop giving us six months to begin to not care about characters, to begin to not really care about what's going on in their storyline because you didn't invest in them the right way in the first place. Having said that, mm-hmm. because what they're doing now, I, I, I would be... Oh, I didn't know that. So, so that's news to me. Oh. Okay, sorry, no, we we did speak about it on here, maybe I, maybe it was before you, because you know what, we get six months worth of spoiler oh, right. alert yeah. that things are happening, and so two mm-hmm. things can happen, alerts, and both of them have, either the fans go wild and they are so waiting for the incredibleness of what this is going to be, aka the possession storyline, I don't hate it, but it wasn't what it could have been. Um, And so many others, the time jump, et cetera, et cetera. And by letting people know, actresses, actors are coming or going. You know, we know mm-hmm. not go and hope we're going to reunite or be on Salem and then come to the mothership. We had storylines in our heads. We had things that we needed resolved, et cetera, et cetera. So I could go on and on. We don't have time for it. I'm going to say that that is why this storyline is not having the emotional impact that it could have. Now, as far as Nicole is concerned, it, the payback isn't, it isn't a payback because the primaries involved in the first two storylines aren't here. Well, EJ is here, but he's not the same EJ. The same thing with Molly T.J. on General Hospital. You can't expect mm-hmm. us to invest in, in completely in something when the characters that are invested in it aren't part of the lexicon that we experienced it with. All right, Candice, yeah. I'm going to shut up. There's so much more I could say, but I'm going to shut up there because you need to uh, girl. things of our go off, girl. Good, bad, ugly.
1: Okay. So, like I've said, we yeah, one
2: question. Do you agree with me on the being able to emotionally connect to it because it's the wrong player?
1: I feel as though because it's not even a baby sweat storyline. That's the problem. Like, yeah. okay, let me, let me explain this. Okay. Yes, this is a storyline that's, that's Nicole's karma because Nicole, you know, has done it before. They're trying to mm-hmm. redo the Sammy-Nicole storyline. Salone is a sammy light, but like you just said, the fact that she's going to be going soon, I can't get really invested. The problem I also have is, okay, we all knew that EJ was not the father. Okay, I need four days of our lives. Hey, Dave, how you doing over there? I know you're doing well because you got Jamie Giddens back over there. So you got some moves going on. I need for you guys to make EJ dark. That's the only yes. thing grace of this storyline because I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, Eric and Nicole has their baby. I'm going to say this. I like Eric and Nicole. I like EJ and Nicole. Okay, so don't, so nobody says Oh, she's a fan of. I just wish this wasn't such an end game situation, knowing that Eric could have already had a child. Just gonna leave it at that. I feel as though, again, acting wise, Ari is putting in the work. Lead actress for for a daytime Emmy for next year. I feel as Uh though Dan is, you know, especially because this, again, technically is EJ and Nicole's third baby that, quote, unquote, died, okay? I didn't like the cremation part of it. I'm like, damn. Like, seriously? Y'all cremated? But, again, I will say this. For those who was watching One Life to Live during the Baby Swap storyline, they did the same thing. And I'm going to say this. For those who did not watch, I know for me to say that because everybody's like, Well, what's she talking about? Again, it's bad all the way around. But there was something yeah, different on One Life to Live than on Days of Our Lives. Okay, with that being said, I can't get invested because here's the thing. Yeah, we the father's DNA is is not you know it's the mother's DNA what I was worried I was concerned about them figuring out that that really is Nicole's baby and the DNA matched Nicole. And the, I thought that's where we were going at, but I called it. I said, we're going to have seven DNA tests before we figure out whose baby is this. Yeah. With, with Leo and Dimitri, first and foremost, um, in Salem, I said this last night on, on my podcast, Salem PD jail. I don't know Vinny, if any of you noticed, but this is the only place mm-hmm. that you can get ice cream.
0: Get sandwiches, <laughs> yep.
1: pedicures, manicures, and apparently because Demetri has a new haircut, haircuts. Yep, yep,
0: yep, yep.
1: I feel like I'm like kind of like okay, are y'all? Tri- and not only that, but for Greg, for Greg, I love you, Greg. But with Leo kind of being the savior, I feel as though they really don't know what to do with his character anymore. I'm just not re- exactly. Like, it's good. It's good acting, it's but no, I'm no, not no. emotional. Hold up!
2: Hold up! Yeah, this is this is Dave's attempt. I don't know if it will work, but I see what they're doing. They're turning this character into a character, right? They're trying to give more layers to the character to find a reason to keep him around. I love Greg Rucka, so I'll accept a little bit of bad writing if they can put the media right now. Um, this little message that that he, you know, him becoming a real person, it's... It's worth it if it's going to stay for him afterwards. You have to think about yes. what the long-term of this character is going to be. Because you've given us four versions of him so far. We've, we've adopted and gotten into all four versions of him. But if you want to, this not, you know, um, Roger Howard, the Jeff Hospital, oh, kill him off, just bring him back to somebody else. Oh, kill him off again. <laughs> bring him back to somebody else. Um, yeah, you know now what is he going to come back as one of the people that really never died not sure I already he was going to the wrestlers but that's another story for another another 20 minutes okay. mm-hmm. but great regard you got to do something with him going forward if this is what you want us to accept all right i mean, we gotta move on
1: yeah and i Go think no, quick, girl, the, you did. know there, there was news there was news um i'm pretty sure everybody saw it because and she didn't mean to do it, folks, but obviously Judy Chapman is back over a days. She did post a couple of times on her mm-hmm. media about her being over there. So, again, mm-hmm. this is one of those things where it's like, okay, again, Leo is one of those characters that you can only take a small dosage, like, every six months or maybe, you know, whatnot. But, yeah, so, you know. Hey, shout out to him because, you know, a paycheck is a paycheck.
2: So. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, there, Candace. I think if done right, they can make him a player, a day player, and not a pine, blow everything up, you know, have a cute couple of cute little moments of fun, he's and so, move It's sort of
1: like Vivian. It's like, like how Vivian could come in and even yes. for two weeks can start, like, can stir the pot a little bit.
2: And then roll no, out. No, and I I yes. agree with you, but I do think yes. that Greg has the chops to take this character yeah. somewhere else. So if you're asking us now to investigate, then give us a payoff. All right. Uh, we got to go to the general hospital. So. Do we really? Do we we really? do. We do. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, you know, two weeks ago, I was saying I was all on board, and I knew it wasn't going to last. I knew I was going to have to go to the bathroom and get me a hoagie sandwich at the next train stop, and we are here. I need me a big old hoagie. You spiraled out all over again, General Hospital. Why? I didn't like the way you were tying it up, but I was ready to accept it. Why? Why, why, why Oh, spiraling back out into 27 different storylines for this one Storyline that I, that nobody cares about anymore. I have to say okay. one thing. Guys, Wait, hold up. I just have to say one thing. I see one bright spot coming out of this. Nobody on social media agrees with me at the moment, but I see it. I see Anna and Sonny. I see Anna and Sonny and... I will forgive you for every bad piece of story going on right now. Oh, what you did to us with Tracy. What you did to us with Tracy was not right, Jerome. not right. But I'll forgive you all of it if we are ready to go with Anna Antoni. I am so ready to go there. Go ahead, Andrew.
1: Okay, so hi, GH. It's me again. You know, our divorce lawyers will be calling you pretty soon. All right, GH, I need you guys to stop doing reveals. I need for you guys to stop doing reveals because this whole Pikeman thing, okay. And, by the way, I know everybody's going to say, Candice, you're going to also get your other wish. So you mean to tell me this guy is the director of the WSB who's coming after either Anna or Sonny because of his partner being killed? Okay. So you're going to go through Carly. Yeah. have It has wait, to be going no, Wait a minute, no Because here's here's my problem And this is not a Carly problem But this is my problem Why couldn't he go after somebody else That's in the realm of Sonny and, and Anna I get it, Carly is sort of still connected But why not go through Like a sneaky substance Robert, Diane, Michael, Willow You know, stuff like that. But you know what's funny to me, G.H., I got to give it to you. Because I feel as though you do this a lot. You start the idea off, and then you're like, you know what? This isn't working. Well, let's wait a couple of months and then try it again with some new characters. Because exactly what you're doing with Pikeman and Carly, you should have did with Dax and Jocelyn. On the flip side of things, I I find it ironic that today, Today of all days, we get a scene from. spoiler alert for those who didn't see it. Pikeman was talking, and then it cuts over to Dex telling telling Jocelyn about his family life. Okay, GH, thank you for confirming what I have already said. So basically, Pikeman is Dex's daddy. Okay, it's giving me Cameron and Xander all over again. All righty now. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now. Thank you.
0: This and I'm whole to thing to
1: people who wanted him to be Adam's daddy, but he's not. Wait, now hold on. Let me, me just say this: it. Too. I was even banking. Gh, here's how I was banking. I was banking that this was a, a reconstructive Jerry Jacks. I, I swear, I, I wouldn't be okay, okay with that. Yeah, but I see the guy The guy who plays Pikeman and Lord Wright has chemistry. Okay. By the way, Cameron Madsen, you will not see for a while because he's on Outside Projects. He's down in Australia. He is filming a movie. We'll see him in a couple of months. Okay. But with that being said, I'm like, you could have thrown me something like that. But no, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Okay. No, next thing I need to talk about. Christina Blaze, TJ Molly, and the surrogacy stuff. Next. Next. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, um, Ned blackmailing Nina. How many people blackmailing Nina was the secret? I'm lo- I'm at lost count. I'm at lost count. But let me tell you what the positives has been for me, okay? Because I know what y'all saying, like Candace, like, you know, stuff. Like that. The positive spot for me was first seeing Emma, like a couple of weeks ago. One, two. I'm sorry, G.H., you have gold with Lynn Heron and Ken Shriner. And I need Thank you. Lucy and Scotty to be back together with Serena Baldwin on the side. And because I've been moaning and complaining, I saw the promo this morning and I screamed because another thing that I'm really excited about is seeing Tracy and Monica. That, to me, is general Hospital. I know that you guys are trying to do good story. I know. I really believe it. But I'm just still at loss for a lot of the storylines that is happening. So that's just me, me being me. I can't be anybody else. And the Sonny and Anna saying, look, they kind of ruined Valentine. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're about to blow up Sonny and, and Nina. If they do a Sonny and Anna, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call foul. Because I feel as so, though if you're going to have Anna with a bad boy, Coach <laughs> David Hayward,
2: Vincent Irizarry, where are you? I, I need you. Okay, I agree with you. If just if wanted to bring Vincent Irizarry to General Hospital, I would be very okay with that storyline. But what I will not be okay with is it goes through some dangerous episode that's about to happen, and the new reveal happens all at the same time, and bam, Sonny and Carly are back together again. I, oh, I yeah. love them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a good. Sonny Carly fan. I truly am. But no, I'm sorry. Right now, I need them to go through the before they come back together. And, and, and you, drew, you threw these two powerhouse actors together over and over and over again, and y'all see the chemistry. I am so, I, I am so ready for it, Diana. I really am. Hmm.
0: And I have to agree with you, and it could
2: have all happened off-screen. They could have begged me and did whatever they needed to do to get Kimberly McCullough to come back for, like, two weeks to wrap up a storyline where they were playing both Sonny and Anna off-screen, having Robin somewhere. Emma, uh, the thing that Emma came and, go, and left, instead of having her leave, she could have got the phone call, your mother's missing. dun 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 dun, mm-hmm. dun. That's the way they should have went with it. How said that, um, Mr. You know, Mr. Mr. Brennan. Oh, hello. I don't want them to redeem you per se, but like, I don't want them to peel you up any kind of thing. Oh, Jesus. I, well, I can't
1: help it. You're the one gay. I mean, You're like pure. I said, he's he's hot. he's handsome. I just wish. Oh my God, could you imagine if that was really Jerry Jacks?
2: And if it is, I will, I will dance. No, I mean, it's, it not
1: even it's, not. It, it's already been a that it's not. It's already been a but I just thought, like, uh, to no. me, I mean, I just wish G.H. Oh, man. Because if it was Jerry Jacks, I would have been like, oh, he has reason to go after Ann and Sonny. Yep, he does. Yep, 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 yep. But, again, this is this is sort of the thing. It's like they work themselves up, well, work me up for a Big
2: and... I okay, mean, I know thing, this is not going to happen, but I have to throw this out real quick and get both of your opinions.
0: I thought the scene between
2: Dante and Ava was chemistry like beyond.
3: Didn't either
1: one of you feel that too? I didn't see it, but I'll tell you who I did I, see. I, yeah. okay. I didn't.
3: Uh, I didn't notice yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I did yeah. notice Ava getting her a lot of her spine back, though. Over the past yeah. number
1: of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. No, but real quick and by the way, for those real quick, check out previous episodes and tonight's episodes over on Blog Talk Radio. Check us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we and guys happy have a happy holidays too before we get cut off and we'll see you in twenty twenty four. Yeah. T J and Portia. That's who I saw chemistry with. Yes. Oh yep, my
0: yep, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm with yeah. you there.
1: We're going to, we, you know what? We're gonna save that. We're gonna come back next year and talk to you guys about our, our what we thought about the daytime Emmys and also TJ and Porsche, Could they be a thing in 2024? As always, thank you guys so much, Leon. Man, thank you. Yeah. You guys, you guys be safe. Pam, David, everybody, take care. I love you guys. Thank you for making this year bye, such a bye. blast.
0: Happy holidays. Thank yeah, you happy everybody. holidays. We love you
1: so much. Go day from Emmys!